everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Now, you guys know that if you've been listening to the show, you know I'm a huge NFL draft nerd. You know I love the draft process. And of course, it's one of the best times of the year. It's the NFL Combine. There's nothing greater than watching some of these good young athletes really show off their great feats of strength and agility. But I will say this, and this is one thing I think that we as the media tend to do every year with the NFL Combine. I say, wait, 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 we need to pump the brakes. My philosophy has always been that the Combine is designed to help players that don't get the notoriety that they deserve. For example, you might have a kid like, let's say, from Tulane, a cornerback, who runs a 4-4-4. You're like, well, wait a minute, I haven't seen a lot of Tulane games this year. I, I'm going to have to look at their film. To me, it's an introduction for lesser-known prospects that gets guys intrigued to say, you know what, we need to see more film on this guy. For me, film is the most important characteristic and the most important aspect of scouting. I mean, I, we can go through all the different combine results of guys who have dominated the combine and then were busts, and then guys who didn't do well at the Combine, who became NFL Hall of Famers. So I do think that the Combine is a little bit overrated, especially for the top stars when people are going, oh my God, he ran this incredible 40 time. Okay. I, I know he's a good football player, though. I've seen the tape. I mean, I'm more concerned with the really great guys to see what their injury report comes out of the Combine. That's what I'm more interested in. But I wanted to get into this because... The biggest thing, two things I have gotten from this combine have been that the incredible 40 times of wide receiver DJ Metcalf and, of course, uh, the, I can't believe this is the biggest story, is Kyler Murray is 5'10 and 1'8", and we're giving him the 1'8", and he weighed over 200 pounds at the combine. Okay. The combine is also, I think, very hard to judge because guys train for the combine. I mean, Russell Wilson's playing weight is 225 pounds. Yeah, he slimmed down to 204 to run the 40-yard dash. Jadavian Clowney is close to 280, but he slimmed down to 250 to run the 40-yard dash. I mean, these guys, they are training for months after the season ends for the combine. And it was the opposite for Kyler Murray. Well, most guys are looking to swim the way and get slimmer he on the other hand was drinking a lot of water drinking protein shakes who knows maybe going through mcdonald's and get up to 206 but that's not accurate that's not his playing weight I mean, his playing weight is closer to 190 195 and i said this because the two biggest things we got from this combine so far has been look at all the receivers great 40 times look at montez sweat's great 40 4.41 40 yard dash and look at Kyler Murray. He bulked up to 206 and he's 5'10. He's a franchise quarterback. He's number one overall. I'm going to break down each one of the big three Sweat, Murray, and Metcalf. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get to this. So, Metcalf, I'll get to later. He'll be next up, D, DK Metcalf. So, we'll get to him and his 40 yard dash. I'm going to start first with Kyler Murray. And one thing that has been annoying me to no end has been the comparison to Russell Wilson and saying, oh, he's Russell Wilson. He is a franchise quarterback. He should be the number one overall pick. 
look, Russell Wilson has proven that size isn't everything, but do you know the two arguably greatest, shortest quarterbacks we've had in the last two decades have been Drew Brees and Russell Wilson? What do they have in common? Oh, they weren't selected in the first round. Size isn't everything, and I get Kyler Murray. If you were to take the size out of it, to me, he's the best passer in this draft and, of course, the best athlete at the quarterback position, but it does matter. Size does matter as a NFL quarterback. And for me, it's not necessarily the height, it's the weight. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson, he's 5'11", but he's 225. I mean, Kyler Murray is closer to 190. That's a breadstick out there at quarterback. He can take a beating, and I would worry about the long-term health of him back there. And I understand the game has changed with hitting a quarterback, but if he gets outside that pocket... And he could take a shot, and that could be the season. If you lose your starting quarterback, your season's pretty much over. So, I mean, I think everyone's making a big deal, and I understand that it's a rare circumstance because Cliff Kingsbury really wanted him, tried to recruit him out of high school, and now he has the number one pick, and I do think he wound up in Arizona because he fits that scheme perfectly. But I think we need to slow down a little bit on Kyle Murray because for Kyler Murray, I like what he can do as a quarterback, but I'm worried about the size. I mean... I'm more concerned that he had to bulk up for the combine and get to 206. That's not going to be his playing weight. He's going to be under 200 pounds for his playing weight. And everyone's saying, well, he's 5'10". Oh, that makes him a franchise quarterback. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, we've seen this body type before for quarterbacks. RG3, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater. Those guys, they they can't stay healthy. Sam Bradford. I mean, you look at guys like even Josh Rosen, the girls are looking to trade. Slender guys, You when you're looking for a quarterback, if you're looking for a guy that's 6'2", 6'3", you want to be 225 or more. You want him to be thick. You want him to be able to take a punishment because he's going to take hits. He's going to take a beating. And if you're too light, it's going to really hurt your chances in staying healthy. And look, I understand that Murray... It's, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's coming out of OU. There's a lot of hype. But I do think part of this, too, is Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, the difference between the two is Baker Mayfield, in terms of the height I get, but Baker Mayfield, you look at him, he is thick. He is built like a tank. So is Russell Wilson. They are built like tanks. You look at the slender quarterbacks in this league outside of Tom Brady, who's the exception, Aaron Rodgers has had problems staying healthy. I mean, you need a coat of armor out there to stay healthy. And for Kyler Murray, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, he's 206 and 5'10". That makes him a franchise quarterback now. I do think he is the best quarterback coming out of this draft in terms of being a pure pocket passer. But we've seen this before. And to me, one of the most underrated aspects is durability. And I'm not sure if he can stay healthy. And we talk about Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. They were also three-year starters. I mean, Kyler Murray has started 17 games in college. I mean, they had reps on reps on reps, and he's just out there just really having a one-year full-time starter. I mean, that, to me, he didn't get the reps. And I do think he can be successful with the Kingsbury. I do think it would be the best fit for him coming out, but... Man, if he goes to Arizona, they have a lot of holes. So I would be worried if I'm Kyler Murray because, look, I understand that he is a great thrower, but my thing is, can he stay healthy? 
can he stay healthy for 16 games? And at that by top, I don't know. And I know he can avoid people. I know he's good at avoiding pressure. But all you need is one hit and your season's over. And I'm not so sure about Kyler Murray. And I, I just love that everyone was making such a big deal about the height and weight. But the other thing that I think is misleading is the 40-yard dash. Now, a lot of people, what was the big story out of the wide receiver graphs? It was Ole Miss wide receiver DK Metcalf. And now, why was it such a big deal? Well, it was a big deal because he ran a 4-4-3. He set the record for the bench press, and he just looks different. I mean, you look at him, he looks like a great guy. 1.6 body fat. It's looks incredible. But we've seen workout warriors before. I mean, Vernon Golston blew up the combine years ago. The Jets picked him number one overall. He didn't get a sack in the NFL. And the real, real reason I don't love Metcalf is, look, I, I've i watched his tape. He's a good receiver, but two of, the, two of his three seasons, the last three seasons, he's missed the end of the season with season-ending injuries, and that's in college. So for everyone saying, oh, my God, he's a freak athlete, he should be a top-10 pick now, we got to wait. And the 40-yard dash isn't everything for a wide receiver. Antonio Brown. In his combine, was 21 out of 34 for the 40-yard dash, ran over a 4.5. Jerry Rice was over a 4.5. It's not straight line running a 40-yard dash. It's your ability to stay in your route, make your cuts, be able to keep up with your timing, maintain speed in a cut. That's what's more important for a receiver. It's your agility. It's not that you can run a 40-yard dash straight. I mean, you look, John Ross, a couple years ago, blew up the combine with his record 40-yard dash. Two years later, the Bengals, they're trying to train him because he has less than 30 catches. I mean, just because you dominate the 40-yard dash, like Montez Sweat for an, is another great example. People are like, oh, my God, he ran a 4-4-1 as a DN. That's insane. But there's two issues I have with that. Number one, is he at his playing weight? Because, like I said earlier, Jadavian Clowney slimmed down for the 40-yard dash. Is this his actual playing weight? And number two... The big knock on Sweat has been, man, he has some great moments on film, but he's not the highest motor guy, and there's a lot of times where he can get dominated. And I just feel like teams, teams that get wowed by the combine usually don't do well in the field. It's the teams that study the tape and study the fit that do better. And the combine for me is if a guy ran a 4-4 and he was a wide receiver that you hadn't thought about, and you're like, you know what? That guy's fashion, I thought. You watch the team, you're like, oh, man, this is a guy that we weren't really looking at, but he could really help us. Or a defensive tackle really does a great job on the bench press. You're like, man. I mean, there's a lot of affirmation. I mean, really, for some of these great athletes, uh, it's very hard to have a bad combine unless you really have a terrible 40 or something or you really have a terrible bench press. But even then, if you have a bad combine but you have great tape, I think that that outweighs the combine more than a guy who has a great combine and then the tape is weak. Because it's all about what you do on the field. I mean, it's not about what you do in shorts in Indianapolis when you're no one's trying to tackle you, no one's trying to hit you. And I feel like this is the one thing we get, we hyperventilate with the combine. I mean, Metcalf runs that incredible 40 and does the gray on the bench press. And people are like, oh, he's a top 10 pick now. Um, 
he's missed two of the three seasons with injury, and he went to a predominant program. The Combine's designed to make people like Vernon Davis is a great example. Played at Maryland. Not a lot of exposure back then because Maryland wasn't in a big conference. But people, he showed up the Combine, blew people away. Like, whoa, man, we got to check out this tape. And, oh, okay, he's the best tight end in this class. It's for those type of guys. Those guys at the mid-schools. Those guys who are at the smaller Power 5 schools. The guys that are on television a lot. I mean, these are guys that you maybe get one or two. I mean, every game you can live stream now. But really, when scouts are looking or general managers looking, they're maybe on one or two games a year. I mean, I think the combine helps those guys. That's what the combine is designed nice, to help find those guys in the mid rounds, help push them up because it says, "Whoa, this guy's a better athlete than we thought," or a guy who you were looking at, looking at the tape, saying, "I'm not sure about the tape. Looks okay, but then he has a really bad combine, runs like a four nine, doesn't do on the bench press." If it, it, that could also confirm, okay, we were kind of on the fence, but. Eh. Not sure now. Didn't have a great workout. I mean, guys, we, we forget. They have pro days. If a team's really interested, they have the private workouts. I mean, the combine, it's a big piece of this draft process, but it's not the end-all, be-all. I mean, how many times have we seen a great workout warrior or the guy who ran the fastest 40 and they, they flame out? I mean, there's great examples. Chris Johnson ran his 40 put people's radars up saying, whoa, this guy's pretty good. I mean, it's good for those type of players. But for guys that we know about, it, it just, you, I mean, Quinn and Williams had a great combine, and I do think it affirmed him being a top three pick in this draft. I mean, it's a little bit of affirmation, but you watch his tape, he was dominant. You watch Nick Bosa, his tape, he was dominant. Um, and to me, the biggest thing about the combine is the thing we don't see. It's the interview process. I mean, this is the chance where teams really get their first full opportunity to interview players. And to me, that's the most important part because you need to interview a guy, see what his character, what drives him, what's his motivation. To me, that's the most important part of the combat that no one talks about. We all look at the 40-yard dash, the bench pressure, like, oh, man, he ran a 4-4 40-yard uh, dash, a wide receiver. But then you get him in a meeting and... That's why I think this combine was more important for Kyler Murray. I mean, we've all seen that Dan Patrick show where he didn't say a word when Dan Patrick was asking him questions. I mean, if he blows away the interview, uh, the interviews this weekend, that's going to help him. But if he doesn't do on the interview, it's going to be hard for Arizona to be like Cliff Kingsbury to sell to his owner and his general manager that this is his guy when we've seen publicly he struggles with the media and I know Arizona is a small market, but if you went to those meetings and he had trouble talking to you in a private meeting, it's kind of hard to give him the keys to a billion-dollar franchise to basically be the CEO of your team because that's what the quarterback is. So, look, I love watching the Combine. I have a couple guys that shot my draft board who are, like I said, more mid-schools that uh, will do some mock drafts coming up. But overall, I do think we hyperventilate when we see a 40-year dash. Like, oh, my God, he's got to be a top-10 pick. I do think that it does help these guys to give them more consideration. But you have to look at the tape and the injury history. And if the tape and the injury history aren't good, to me, you have to overshadow what they did at the Combine. Because we've seen these Combine warriors time and time and time again. Antonio Brown was 21st out of 34 for the 40-yard dashes for wide receiver. He's arguably been the best wide receiver in football the last decade. I mean, the combine has value. 
But for everyone hyperventilating, oh my God, he ran the fastest 40. They have to draft him. No, it shows that he's a great athlete, which most of these guys are. To me, it's to help find those diamonds in the rough, but it can also, this to me, the biggest value of the combine is the interview process. It isn't what you see on the field. And for me, what I took out of this weekend is everyone's hyperventilating. Like, Kyler Murray's going to go number one overall. It's not because he was 5'10". It's because he's a good fit and a coach that's wanted him for years. To me, I'm concerned about his size and his weight. Because he had to gain weight for this weigh-in to try to prove that, hey, I'm, I'm thick enough, but I'm really more of a 190, 5'10 quarterback. And to me, it's not about his throwing ability. It's not about his athletic ability. It's can he stay healthy for 16 games, and I don't know with that body type. We've seen it before, and it usually does not last in the NFL. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, similar body type, got hurt in practice. Sam Bradford was constantly hurt. Skinnier quarterback. Josh Rosen, his big knock coming in, their current quarterback in Arizona, was he couldn't stay healthy. He's a thinner-built quarterback. He's not as thick as a Josh Allen, a Sam Darnold, even a Baker Mayfield. And it, the thing that bothers me, once again, everyone's comparing Russell Wilson. Oh, you know, short quarterbacks, we can go with a Russell Wilson. We've seen guys who are short that have struggled. The guys who make it are the guys who are built like tanks, like Baker, like Russell Wilson. And just because everyone's saying they're looking for the next Russell Wilson, here's the thing, he was picked in the third round. I mean, we forget, everyone's like, oh my God, he's the next Russell Wilson. Well, a lot of teams didn't think Russell Wilson was a franchise quarterback. They waited to the third round to pick him in Seattle. I mean, we're seeing teams give up the farm to get a franchise quarterback, and they were like, yeah, well, no, no, we'll wait to the third round. We can get him third round. No problem. Yeah, you know, he could maybe compete for a backup role, and, you know, no one thought he was going to win them a Super Bowl. So, once again, I think the combine is great for finding those diamonds in the rough, but I think we get a little overblown and I know it's going to be the big talk especially with some of these great 40-yard dash times especially for the wide receivers but all I say is start with the tape have the combine and the workouts confirm what the tape tells you you know some of these guys like I said Metcalf and Sweat I mean they have injury issues and they have tape issues I mean this combine is going to help their draft stock no question but it shouldn't be the only reason why they get drafted highly. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. And, of course, reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com or on Twitter, Rich Sports Talk. That is our handle. Thank you so much for joining us. Lots of great NFL, NBA information coming at you this week. Lots of great storylines, so make sure you stay tuned wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich.